Welcome to the weekend show where we look back at the highlights of the week that was on Money with Friends and get you ready for the week to come. Plus, we take your questions about, well, anything reasonable that you want to ask us. It is Saturday, November 14th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from Texarkana, Texas, my mom's half-finished basement, where we're replacing the carpets this afternoon. I'm Joe Salcihai. <laughs> Here on Money with Friends, every weekday we share the latest headlines, why they matter, and specific ideas and advice for your financial life. Then on the weekends, we share highlights, preview the week, and answer your questions. On today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money. All of your financials in one place, all of your financial life downloads automatically every day. Head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for a free trial to see how it works, see how, why I like it so much, and uh, and buy it through our link, and you'll help the show, and I think you'll help yourself with your budget. Bobby, we're talking about the weekend. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. I love the word automagically. <laughs> I feel like that's a really happy word. I wait, here's, here's what I'm upset about which is that tiller doesn't even have that in their script i I, that's what i bring to the show bobby that's why that's why you and i get the big bucks because we come up with these amazing words yes you could be president one day there's a lot of presidents that make up words (laughs) no and the funny thing is some of them were not words and then kind of become words and i'm not thinking of examples but i tell you i'm thinking of George Bush, the younger George W. Bush would make up words. And it was really funny. There's no political statement happening there. But I'm just saying it was really, and then they became part of our language anyway. No, I'm thinking of Dan Quayle. I'm thinking of all the. Remember that? uh, 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 Oh yeah. Yeah, Dan Quayle. I'm also thinking about the the the, the funny when he was vice president. Joe Biden memes, you know, um, not making up words, but just uh, hey Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have a good four years probably of of stuff creative stuff of some memes from our leaders. <laughs> Definitely. But they, but the last four years have also been, you know, plenty of material for humor. Let's well. not, let's from not all sides. Let's all not sides. talk Bobby about the next four years. <laughs> I'm just happy. The last four weeks are over. Yes. And I feel yes. like uh, life is beginning to resume again. And now we're getting into the holiday season. Can you fit it? I can feel, I can feel the finish line. Like I can feel the, Holiday season coming, even though it's going to be a lot different. I think different. a lot of people want 2020 to be over. Why is that? Why do you think that would be? No, I'm kidding. You know, it's really hard when you start seeing um, people, you start seeing the, um, sometimes they show you one year ago on your social media and you're like, well, we had no idea what was coming. Right. <laughs> there's no, a, you just look at these innocent faces. <laughs> there's a YouTube video of a woman and throughout the year she's updated it, but where she's talking to herself in the past and April comes to visit uh, her in, in January and the January woman goes, says these Australian wildfires, I hope they go away sometime soon. The woman goes, I forgot we had those. Yeah. I, I had no idea that, that, that those were a thing. And, uh, yeah. so she asked that herself, our ad- biggest worry. she asks herself for advice and, and the future woman says, well, you know how you always wanted a dog. You should probably go get one. I think it'd be great. And the, and the woman in January goes, but no, but I, but, but I travel so much for my job. The woman in April goes, <laughs> 
Oh, that's great. That No, go ahead and get a dog. You can get a dog. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about not just what happened this last year. We'll talk about some of the big news we had on the show last week. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off this discussion of our week in review. This is Tara from Rise Up. We'll supply the coffee, they'll supply the headlines. That's why I listen to Money with Friends. All right. When we talked to well, so when we recorded Monday's show, we recorded it a few days before Monday, and we really had a lot of post-election uncertainty, more so than we do when we're recording now. Um, and we talked about how that could be really bad for for consumers, not having real concrete answers. I think that still transition uncertainty based on that piece could still play a factor. But I, but I still think that it's just, I think this is big, major purchases. I think wealthy people vote, uh, vote when they're voting to buy big things, they buy it with what they see as excess cash, right? Money that that is is money they got because times have been really good. And so because of uncertainty, maybe we'll see things, but I just think it's on the luxury side. I don't think that, you know, your average middle-class family is going to go to Target less. Do you? I totally agree. I think that people buy for needs no matter what, unless they really are in dire straits. But I thought it was a really good discussion because it, it, it's, it's something that a lot of economists might be looking at and studying and we can learn from how people behave when they have a sense of security and a sense of knowing what's coming ahead. And even though we have, let's say, more election certainty than we did at that time a week ago, um, we have a lot of uncertainty on other topics that could influence how people, um, not necessarily buying less or more, but what they buy. I mean, you joke about a dog, people's spending habits have changed because of the uncertainty tied to coronavirus. We had big news um, this week Week, which we can talk about now at, on Tuesday, we had uh, the, the big news that we discussed in Tuesday's show about the, the Pfizer vaccine. And so the certainty of that, maybe people feeling like this is going to end, they can suddenly put together maybe a timeline and say, okay, I'm going to be traveling for business by this month. I need to have the dog trained by then so that I can leave the dog with a doggy sitter, that kind of thing. They have a sense of when they're going to resume their lives. And the stock market went crazy for this. It and did. That was, that was, I should say, our Tuesday show with Liz. It did. And I'm going to uh, I'm gonna pull back the curtain a little bit uh, behind the scenes because I believe this is what this show does really, really well. This is the second time in three weeks where with 10 minutes to go before we recorded, you found out that the stock market was going crazy and, and you and Liz completely pivoted and changed stories to do the story that was on everybody's mind that day. And it was a great show on Tuesday and you guys had some great insights into the stock market and um and and it was really neat to see that man when the stock market did this wild thing for a great reason really kind of a historic day everybody's been waiting for right somebody with a breakthrough Pfizer comes through with a breakthrough stock market appreciates it and and you guys were on top of it so nice job and it was 90% effective. I think that's a lot of what people were tuning, were really reacting to because typically a vaccine will get approval if it's 50%. This was 90%. Yeah. So you really had a sense of euphoria in in the markets. So that was really, it just, look, we, we of course are rooting for the stock market. Um, and so it's, it's nice to hear. A lot of people have money in 401ks. Of course, there are people that short sell, but for the most part, most of our listeners are, are long the market. Sure. And so we want everyone to do well. And we love doing stories that are happy. Well, and, and if people, the market's uh, a, 
If the market's a reflection of the economy, you know, over long periods of time, you don't want to be a short seller on the economy. You want, you yeah. want to, we also, by the way, we did a we did a fun quiz with our audience, and we did ask them what you know. Are you more likely to look at your four hundred one k and your investments when the markets when there's good news and the markets going up? And of course, they did. Sure, the majority said yes. And I know we all are like, don't look and be cool and whatever. But the truth is, who wants to open an envelope with bad news? You know, yeah, we always tend to, you know, we're human. So I thought it was fun. It's funny on, on, on Wednesday and Thursday, you and I, uh, overlapped with our, our guest co-host, you and Liz on Wednesday talked about a financial diet piece on quarantine purchase regrets. And on Thursday, Farnoosh Tarabi and I spoke about guilt that people have, uh, because they may have a job and somebody else doesn't like, this is a, this is a real thing. There are lots of people who, you know, you get a raise, you get a promotion. You don't want, it's, it's the weird, weirdest time ever. You don't want to tell your family you got a promotion because there's 11 million people without jobs. And so I thought those two, uh, days really overlapped and getting Liz's, uh, uh, insights on the first day with regard to purchases. And then Farnoosh's on the second day with regard to, to, to jobs and this guilt idea, I thought was really interesting one too. And I thought it was interesting with respect to the financial diet piece and the regrets. So the writer was talking about, and her name is Gina. She was talking about regrets. But when we asked our audience, a lot of people said, well, I bought those kind of trendy things, whether it was baking products and things like that, or loungewear or home exercise equipment, which Liz bought, they did not regret them. So I thought that was really interesting because you weren't buying other things. So yes, you may have bought a, you know, several hundred dollar workout machine for home, but they were generally a lot of them were using it because they were home. Maybe there's some boredom involved. And Liz at least thought a lot of her habits might stay. She says, I don't know that I want to go pay for a pricey gym and have to go with everybody else. There's something very peaceful about, you know, so our consumer habits and our day-to-day lifestyle habits have changed. And I thought that was really interesting that there was not so much regret for some things that people had bought and they might embrace these habits. Even if we go back to things that were like the before, um, with you and Farnoosh, first of all, by the way, um, Farnoosh is hysterically funny and entertaining. She knows her stuff. She's great on personal finance, but I mean, your whole discussion about TikTok was great. Um, <laughs> we were talking about our former co-host, our alum, Brad, um, Brad Klotz, a behavioral yeah, economist who is, yes, a behavioral economist. He is an adult, but he is on TikTok. He's really good at it. Um, so I think that also just listening to Farnoosh and you together was wonderful. You, you, you're just great to listen to. And well, people you, should also just listen to all the shows. <laughs> all of our co-hosts yeah. are great. You, you, and, you and Liz talking about purchases we don't regret. I thought, yes. I thought it was, was like also nap awesome. Dress. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. So the nap dress, if anyone sees it, let me know because it's pretty much sold out. I tried Liz bought this nap dress, which is very expensive, but of course it's $125. I think that's a lot of money, but anyway, of course I still wanted it. So immediately after the show, I did go to purchase the nap dress from Hill house. So everyone can now go get it. They're not paying us to say that I'm obsessed with it now. And of course it's not available in, any size that would be reasonable for me. It's so, so funny I'm just the waiting to get my nap dress so I can be as cool as Liz Seagran. <laughs> well, it's funny the two sides of us. You're worried about fashion and and this dress that's sold out. You know what I'm worried about? <laughs> 
the new Xbox came out this week. So the so the video game nerd, and you can't get one. You can't get one anywhere. So I know from my 13-year-old. Yes, your 13-year-old and your co-host can't get an Xbox. That's the the that's that's the video game nerd. But I don't know anything about dress. It sounds cool though. So sounds sounds fantastic. On on uh, Friday. On Friday, Farnoosh and I, Farnoosh and I pivoted hard because uh, this there's a financial app called Bean in big trouble. FDIC insured savings accounts promising a much higher interest rate than everybody else. In fact, on Stacking Benjamins, we have a Friday fintech segment. A year and a half ago, I had the founder on talking about how the hell do you pay such a high interest rate? And by the way, speaking of guilt, there is a little feeling of guilt on my end because even though we tell people this is not an endorsement of the company, I'm just finding out about these financial, you know, fintech companies like you are, I still feel like there's kind of an implied endorsement. You know, you put somebody, put a microphone on somebody. I think some listeners still think that you endorse the company. And 18 months later, Bobby, people not able to get their money out of this account. And you've got lawsuits now coming from their partners. You got the state of Delaware and the state of California taking their, their corporate, uh, corporate charter away from them. Um, bad news from Beam. Yeah. Yeah. And look, but they are FDIC insured, correct? They are FDIC insured. And, and you know so, what, Farnoosh and I made a great point there. FDIC insured means now is, is, is beam lying about that? Like, is there something going on there? Are they really FDIC insured? They've been promoting that. I hope that they are. However, even if they are, which if you put FDIC insured on your, on your stuff, I'm very, I got to say, I'm probably 95% certain that they would be. Uh, 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 so if I have money in Beam, I don't. I, I think there's lots to worry about. I don't think the FDIC insurance fraud would be something that would be on my list of the top five. But I will say this. This shows, again, that FDIC insurance does not mean liquidity right now. There, there's a lot of stuff that has to happen. You, you will be made whole if, if you have FDIC insurance, but it might be, Bobby, six months from now. You will be made whole, mm-hmm. but but I think that the lesson of don't rely on fintech companies for your critical tasks, um, the money that you might need today, tomorrow, uh, is 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 a good rule of thumb. Yeah, that was a really um, tough but important episode. I think we like to have fun here, but it's also important to do these shows that really inform our audience about uh, the danger zone, you know, cybersecurity yeah. and and being careful who you trust with your money. And it wasn't all bad, though. We did talk about some of the fintech apps that we really like. Another uh, show that as you're out uh, raking leaves all weekend, um, make sure you hit the Friday show, too, because they're all 15 to 20 minutes long by the time you're done with the with the lawn you've probably probably uh gone through all five episodes so good stuff in just a second bobby and i are going to have next week what do we expect uh coming up on not just next week's shows but economic data and uh news from companies we'll have that in just a second but first want to say a big thanks to everybody who used our link when they went to tiller money tiller is the spreadsheet program that i use to manage my money and the reason that i like it is because it's a spreadsheet now i'm a money nerd but i'm not really a spreadsheet nerd i'll tell you though we were talking bobby and i a second ago and yeah on, on yesterday's show, uh, Farnoosh 
Trish and I were talking about apps and the frustration I have with apps when it comes to my budget is number one, they're sometimes trying to sell me stuff. And number two, there's always a little piece that I don't like and I don't care for and I got to kind of work around it. Well, with Tiller, number one, you pay a very small fee to use it. So there's never any advertising. And then number two, what I also love about it is the fact that if I don't like something because it's a spreadsheet, I can take the, the template that they gave me at the start, which makes it really easy. So I don't have to create my own spreadsheet and I can get rid of the pieces I don't like. And all of my transactions, as we said earlier, automatically updated, automatically updated uh, every day. In fact, my tiller uh, uh, thing just came in, said they saw 11 new transactions yesterday, Bobby. Nothing looks out of line. It all automatically went into the right place in my spreadsheet. How does it You're work? So well, cool. you, you can do a free 30-day trial to see how it works. Head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF uh, for three free 30-day trial. TillerHQ.com forward slash MWF for more. Okay, let's talk about the economic calendar. Uh, starting off with Monday on the calendar, news on imports and exports. And by the way, Bobby, it's chicken and sleep on Monday as both Tyson and Casper declare earnings, among others. Tuesday, retail sales weigh in, plus production and manufacturing production data. And business inventories, news out of retail also is both Walmart and Kohl's share earnings. That's going to be interesting. Not just, you know, on these calls, not only do they talk about uh, last quarter's earnings, but they kind of show you a little bit about what's going to happen, uh, they think, with the holiday season. This could be such a different holiday season. I can't wait for that. Wednesday's building permits and housing starts and more retail is Target weighs in with their quarterly earnings. Plus, video manufacturer NVIDIA and Lowe's, by the way, between Lowe's building permits and housing starts, there's lots about houses. But the fun on housing continues on Thursday with October existing home sale numbers. That's going to give you some more news about Lowe's, I think, and Home Depot next quarter. But besides BJ's Wholesale, which is going to have earnings on Thursday, we go upscale with earnings with Williams and Sonoma, Nordstrom, and Macy's sharing news. And on Friday, super light day, by the way, I think only 10 companies reporting earnings. Earnings, Foot Locker, the most notable names on the list. So that's uh, that's economic calendar for, for next week. That'll be interesting. Coming up on the show on Monday, we're going to talk about a superstar who is uh, in the news lately talking about financial difficulties. We'll share with you how on Monday's show. Tuesday and Wednesday, Bobby, who's hanging out with you? Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, it's going to be, who is it? Um, <laughs> gosh, Amy Goodman. There you go. Speaking Amy of shopping, Goodman. Amy you know Goodman. What I was doing. I was I was multitasking because I was putting out. I was trying to be really cool and put out an Instagram um, to tell people to join us because we didn't really promote this show. So I was putting out an Instagram literally right now to tell people to come, and I'm doing it as we speak. Speaking of speaking of speaking of Instagram, look, look, it's there now. It's there. Bam! I just wrote. I just did it. I was filming you when you were doing the calendar and I was filming you and doing it and telling people, is that very meta? We have, like, we're on YouTube now. We, Come join us on the YouTube channel. And I see our numbers are skyrocketing yes, now that I've done that. Yes. Everyone is just piling into the Money with Friends YouTube channel. The uh, Like magic, Joe. The, 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 <laughs> the interesting thing about that is we're about to take a listener question here in just a second uh, that came from our Instagram channel. So yes, uh, it did. which is by the way, at money friends pod, if you are not part of the join community. us over there. So Amy Goodman yes. joining us, Amy, uh, we're, we're getting to that time. I 
Bet you might talk a little Black Friday, maybe? Maybe? Maybe just a little. Um, Amy has amazing shopping tips that she goes on the morning shows to share. She goes on Live with Kelly and Ryan. And she goes on Money with Friends. So we are up there. Absolutely. on, on the Amy Goodman tour where she shares lots of uh, inside scoops and secrets of how to get the best shopping deals for the holidays. We then end the week with uh, Adam Carroll. Adam, of course, is the uh, creator of a show called Broke, Busted and Disgusted, which was a documentary shown on CNBC and elsewhere about the student loan crisis. In fact, last time he was on a month ago, we talked about uh, the changing face of higher education uh, for one of our shows. And we also talked about uh Chadwick Boseman and uh, Chadwick Boseman passing away without a will. And um, that video, by the way, now our most watched video and it's two bald guys, which is very strange. (laughs) I don't know how, how that happened. Wait, Jason Harris. No, no. uh, Adam Adam Carroll. Carroll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, this is what happens when I multitask. (laughs) There there you go. We're putting the phone away. Let's let's talk about what uh, what question we got this week from one of our friends. So we got a question on our Instagram at Money Friends Pod. What are your three biggest financial lessons? And it is from Awesome Sauce. Now, now, okay, how are we going with this, Bobby? Are we going with financial lessons that we had to learn, or financial lessons that we our biggest lessons for other people? I went with for other people, but they also apply to me. Okay. Cool. I have three. Do we want to tag team? Like you do one, I do one. Yes, we can do our, okay. you want to do it David Letterman style too, where we do our number three first, then our number two, and then our biggest tip. Okay. Let's do it that way. What's your number three? Open the envelopes, which is a metaphor for take the time to know your numbers. Actually look at your numbers. If you know where you stand in terms of your assets and liabilities, and therefore your net worth, what's your bottom line, you can make a plan. I love that. And so many people are afraid of the numbers because it feels like the dentist, but you always feel better when you look at the numbers. Uh, My number three is insurance companies want you to think about insurance, widen that discussion and think about risk management. If something happens to me, how am I going to cover that risk? And life insurance is a big way that people cover it. But when you think about life insurance, you're generally going to buy too much, the wrong amount, the wrong type. Widen it, think about risk management first. And I think you'll make better insurance and better risk management decisions. That's my number three. That. I think a lot of people don't always include that. And that's so important because, you know, people get much more upset when they lose money or resources than happy when they gain. That's always been proven true. So I think we don't, we, we, we know that by statistics, but in terms of our behavior, we don't always protect on the downside as much as we should. So well, I love that. Joe. And on that side, you know, people buy insurances because they're cheap, but they don't think about what risk are they covering? You know, I'm buying, right. I'm buying, I'm buying a, a, a accidental death and dismemberment coverage. As an example, I have a desk job. I have good uh, disability coverage and good life insurance. Why do I need two times my income if I die? because I was in an accident. I, I, I don't need more money, but based on how I died. So for a lot of people, accidental death and dismemberment, very cheap and unnecessary. And if you don't start off with the push for accidental death, instead start with what do I need it for? You'll just avoid it altogether. So what's your number yeah. two? And by the way, I'm a big fan of umbrella insurance when you get old, just Agreed. so you know. When I'm you a, have I'm, lots of, especially grown-up kids and all that kind of stuff can happen. And you have a lot more at risk by the umbrella insurance. Okay, which is also really cheap. Um, my second one is beware of FOMO. 
fear of missing out, FOMO-driven spending. If there is one consumer trend we have seen during the pandemic, it is that so many things we spend money on when they aren't available and we don't see others buying them or doing that activity, we actually don't miss it. So we didn't realize how much we were doing in terms of FOMO spending, but we were all probably doing a lot. Um, And we found things that we enjoy just as much without the price tag. So, you know, you're not going out to dinner as much, but you don't probably miss the dinners out as much as you miss the being with your friends and family. So we can hone in on what we're actually craving and we don't have to do the FOMO spending. Is this the uh, story of the dress? What do you mean? Is, is, the is, nap is, dress? Is, Are you going back yeah, to the nap dress? Yeah, the, the dress you dress? can't get. Is that FOMO spending? Because that's a separate thing. No. But does it become FOMO like spending trend. because you can't get it so you want it worse? That's maybe a scarcity mindset because I'm not missing out. I mean, I guess maybe a little. So maybe that's my own lesson to me. But also maybe can I be contrarian and say a little retail therapy is okay? I don't know. So well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, yes. you got me. But 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 I think that it's still bad. It doesn't mean we're perfect. But and it doesn't mean you can't buy the, the nap dress if it comes back in stock. But as a general rule, don't do FOMO spending. I talked earlier stuff just for FOMO about the dress for me is the Xbox and I have no intention, yeah. by the way, of buying the new Xbox. I just like following the technology. I will probably mm-hmm. buy it a year from now, but frankly, I don't play video games that much. I just like following what's, what's coming. That's new. I, I, I seriously don't. I saw that look. But you have been buying board games. And I said, well, and that's the thing is that that's what I was going to say know that from the My, show last week. My, my spending FOMO is Kickstarter for board games. When somebody brings out a new board game and there's a Kickstarter and it's getting lots and lots of attention and lots of money and they're giving you this these free extras if you help them make the game on Kickstarter, it's absolutely, absolutely horrible. <laughs> I just saw Bobby's eyes light up from what Annette said for people listening. Uh, Annette said to look at on uh, on Poshmark. Bobby can't even finish the show. See, I told you it totally is. I'm like, we got to take a break. I got to go check that out. I got, I got to go right. That, that was amazing how that happened. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, So that is, that is your number two. My number, my number two, that um, uh, piece of advice is to timeline your goals. I think that when you put your goals, you know, everybody has these goals, but we never show how the goals work in relation to each other. And what ends up invariably happening then is we just go for whatever the next one is that we can see. And then we never let compounding interest work for us. We also don't see how they work against each other. I'll give you an example, Bobby. Back when I was a financial planner, I had people in my office and they'd say, yeah, I want to retire at 55 and I want to pay for 75% of my kid's college. And I would go up to a whiteboard and I would put those out. And it was the first time ever that they saw that their kid is going to be in their sophomore year when they turn 55. And then, and I thought, well, that's a lot of money coming out of your pocket at one time. And you want to retire during sophomore year. How, how is that going to work? And people invariably would say, I have no idea how those are going to work together. And so putting mm-hmm. that plan together gets so much easier when you timeline your goals, just lay them all out and yeah. look at them. And I think that the plan, and, and by the way, we're visual, we're visual animals, right? The second that yeah. you see stuff for most people, it's, it's much more real to us, which is why vision boards work and those types of things. So my number two is to put it on a timeline. I like that. I like that a lot. I bet there's an app that can do that as well. Or you can just put it in your calendar. I don't know. 
Yeah, but I like absolutely. that. Probably just a whiteboard is probably actually the best because yep. sometimes the act of writing things can have a real impact. I, I still do little daily to-do lists on a piece of paper in addition to my electronic calendar because I think that it sometimes just helps. You feel good doing that check mark. There's something about it. We need to- so my- Oh, we need a, well, we need a drum roll. And I have this, as you know, this bank of new sound effects of my new mixer. And I have one of these where people love them. And I have this, when we say something funny. And I have this, which is a compliment to, to people hanging out with us. I'm not hearing these. Oh, you're not hearing them? No. Oh, well. But maybe you are. Yeah. Is anybody, that is anybody amazing, hearing those? It was amazing, Joe. It was yes. amazing. <laughs> those are great. But anyway, I don't have They're a drum awesome. roll. They're all going to come in in post-production. I don't have a drum so. roll. What's, what's your number one? All right. My number one is more of a life philosophy that I think people should really take to heart. And that is don't feel pressure to be part of a financial movement or a trend that doesn't fit you or financial philosophy. I don't want to imply that they're fleeting because a lot of them, you know, have a lot of staying power and make a lot of sense. So whether it's the fire movement, which is financial independence, retire early or Dave Ramsey's baby steps or a budgeting app that's, you know, on trend. They may work for you and they work for so many people, but you don't have to do something that's not working for you. Find what does work for you. And that's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about how, for me, when I interviewed Ken Honda last year and heard about the happy money philosophy, just how much that resonated for me. And I had a discussion with our friend Paula Pant, who was with us last, uh, last, um, uh, season and, and, and Paula was like, yeah, it was okay. It was fine. And it's funny how it hits, it hit me squarely between the eyes. Didn't, didn't, didn't hit her at all. So yeah. nobody, nobody could hear those sound effects, but guys, they were really funny. <laughs> they were super, just take my word for it. Think about the funniest thing you've ever heard. It's very funny. My number one. <laughs> yeah. Tell us your number one. <laughs> my number one. <laughs> Poor Joe. It's like, I can feel, you know, it's like, so I almost feel like you have an imaginary friend. You're like, really? There were sound effects. Like when you're a little kid, you're like, oh, mom, I have a friend, little Joey. No one can see him or hear him, but I have a friend. The woman who's ahead, Instagramming what's your, what's your halfway through know? our story. Can't... Money <laughs> Bobby's having a moment. Having a moment. My, my, my number, my number one. automate it. I believe what, uh, what, uh, we just had Ashley, uh, Willens, uh, from, uh, uh, Harvard on, she researches, uh, time and best use of time. And, you know, speaking to other, t- Laura Vanderkam has done a lot of research on time management. And both of them say that your brain ha- is like a battery and you can only handle so much. And most of your financial life, you can automate very easily. And don't trust yourself to make good decisions all the time. When you happen upon something really good, like you figure out that you got can save 50 bucks a month on your cell phone plan, as an example, take that 50 bucks and automatically have that every month go to your savings account. Like automatically save that. Hook up something. There's so much automation out there, Bobby, and people always forget to use it or don't use it or say we're going to use it next month. Automation for me is the big win. I think that's a really important one. I'm glad you put that in there because I think that's essential, basic financial advice. Coming up on Monday, we get a whole week of more financial advice. Uh, Oh, 
we, we, uh, how do people, we're going to ask a question again next week. I almost forgot this. Yes. So we put up the question stickers on our Instagram at money friends pod, but you can also DM us at any time if you want to be considered for the weekly questions. So just DM us on Instagram at money friends pod and just say question for the show. And, uh, we will put it on the list and hopefully get to it soon, but also, stay close to our Instagram stories and you can uh, often answer polls and questions and get a shout out in any of our shows. She's Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you back here again next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you back here at Money with Friends. Show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.